So last week we talked about moving from glory to glory. And glory is value. What is glory? Value. And one of the ways that you can move from one level of value, one level of becoming valuable into another level is I give you three keys. The first one is vision. You need to have vision. You need to have vision of the next level that God has for you. Unless you don't have the vision, you'll be clueless. The other thing is, once you have the vision, vision is like setting the destination in the GPS of your life. Once you have the vision, you need to have the knowledge, the know-how to get to that vision. You need to study. You need to learn. You need to be hungry to receive the knowledge so that you can get to that vision. After you have the vision, you have the knowledge, you require the mindset that will take you with the help of knowledge, it will take you to the vision. So you need vision, you need knowledge, you need mindset. And all of these three things comes from the word. You won't believe it. Your spiritual growth will translate into your physical circumstances as well. It has to. Your spiritual life's growth will translate into physical growth as well. When I say physical growth, I just don't mean you growing bodily, but you're growing in your emotions, you're growing in your relationships, you're growing in your finances, you're growing in your career. Growth is your portion. In the kingdom, in the kingdom, growth multiplies. Growth happens in the order of multiplication. In the world, growth happens incrementally and in a linear fashion. How does growth happen in the world? It happens incrementally and linear. But in the kingdom, growth multiplies. It multiplies. So if you're not multiplying what the Lord has given you, you're not being a good steward. If you're not multiplying what the Lord has not given you, we're not being a good steward so we need to learn how to multiply growth so i want to talk about unlocking the secret of exponential growth because growth the uh, the life of increase is a life of growth life of increase is a life of growth and how do you measure growth growth is measured by effectiveness and fruitfulness how much effective are you how much fruitful are you how do you measure the growth of a tree? By how effective, by how stable, by how much fruit that tree gives. So we measure growth by its effectiveness and its fruitfulness. So let me show you a verse. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 8. 2 Peter 1, verse 8. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Peter is talking about some qualities and he's saying, if you have these qualities, and not just have these qualities, but increase in these qualities, then these qualities will keep you from being ineffective and being unfruitful. What does that mean? That if you are increasing in these qualities, you will always be more effective more fruitful. 
more effective, more fruitful. Now, I'm not just talking about spiritual growth. This spiritual growth will translate into your physical life as well. It will. It will. So if you see growth in your spiritual life, it has to. There is no other way. It is a principle. Growth is not a mystery. Look at one another and say, growth is not a mystery. Growth is a principle. If you follow the principle, you will always have the result of that principle. Growth is not a mystery. People don't just grow by chance. They follow a principle. We want to blame everybody, our circumstances, our parents and our background for thinking that these are the reasons why we haven't grown. But growth is not a mystery. Growth is a principle. And if you apply that principle, you can grow in your life. Sky is the limit. In this case, sky is also not the limit. It's limitless. You set the limit. Did you know that heaven has no limit? Heaven keeps flowing till you say so. The day you say stop, it stops. Heaven has no limits. So if you are facing limitations in your life, that's because you have set those limitations. That's, that's because you have somehow agreed for those limitations to be there. Heaven has no limits. You can grow as much as you can and you want to. So Peter says, if these qualities are yours and they are increasing, if you increase these qualities, they keep you from being ineffective. They keep you from being unfruitful. Now jump, jump to verse 10. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent. Diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you never fall. So one thing, these qualities are there so that you can practice them. These qualities are there so, the, so that you can practice them. And the thing is, if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. Do you want to live a successful Christian life where you don't fall? That can become your life. Don't tell anybody that, yeah, I fall, I get up, I fall, I get up. That's okay if you fall. You can always get up. But I can tell you that there's a dimension of Christian life for you where you don't fall at all. And Peter says, if you are diligent and you practice these qualities, you will never fall. The Apostle John says, if you are born of God, you cannot sin. He does not say, you may sometimes sin, you may not sin. He says, you cannot sin. The ones who are born of God cannot sin. It's an impossibility. You sometimes are living in impossibility by sinning. If you're a child of God, you cannot fall. But here's the thing, you have to practice these quality so that you don't fall look at what he says he says therefore brothers be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election see it is god who has called us it is god who has chosen us it is god who has elected us we do not choose ourselves john 15 16 jesus says you do not choose me but i chose you so god chose you he chose you in His love. He chose you in His wisdom. He believed in you. He chose you. But Peter says you have to confirm that calling. How do you confirm that calling? 
by practicing these qualities. Meaning you were born with the DNA of the king. You're born as a prince with the DNA of the king. But if you don't practice, if you don't practice to walk like the king, even though you are the prince, you'll still behave like a beggar. So you have to practice these qualities. The problem is not that people are not called and people are not chosen. If you're a believer of Jesus, each one of you is called and chosen. The problem is that we don't practice these qualities so that we can confirm our calling. And that's why we behave such defeated life. Because we don't practice these qualities. You, you heard of that story, right? That, a, that an eagle by accident starts growing among the chicken in, in a chicken farm. And the eagle assumes to be a chicken. But the thing is, even if the eagle understands that it is not a chicken and it is, it is an eagle, it will take practice for the eagle to start behaving like an eagle. Just having a revelation of your identity does not lead you towards purpose. You have to practice your identity. Yeah, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Yes, you are the beloved son of God. But if you don't practice... You'll, you'll just be talking the talk. You have to practice. You have to practice these qualities. And everybody said, Amen. Hmm. Okay. I'm loving this. 2 Peter 1, verse 5. What are those qualities? 2 Peter 1, verse 5. For this reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with steadfastness and steadfastness with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. I'm giving you the secret of growth. The secret of exponential growth is just one thing. And that is faith. Faith is the secret of exponential growth. Faith is the secret to exponential growth. Romans 1 verse 17 says, The righteous shall live by faith. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. The just shall live by faith. Faith is the secret to exponential growth. Faith is the secret. But here's a, here's a thing. Secret to growth is not just faith. Secret to growth is not just genuine faith. Secret to growth is growing faith. Secret to growth is growing faith. See, each one of us received a measure of faith. Read with me the first verse of the same chapter. First verse. Simon. Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing. So we have obtained a faith of equal standing. When you received the gospel 
and you said yes to Jesus, that's because you received a faith of equal standing. Each one of us received faith of equal measure. None of us got, you know, someone got higher, someone got lower. Someone got less or someone got more. Each one of us got faith of equal standing. But it is up to us on how much we can grow from that faith. See, that's what Jesus said. If you have faith of a mustard seed, what is the thing about a mustard seed? The mustard seed, even though it's small, it can grow. So it's not about how small or how big it is. It is about how much you can grow from that faith. The problem is not that you don't have faith. Each one of us have faith. That's why we are here today. We have faith and we have all received a measure of faith. But the question is how much have we grown? In that faith. Secret to growth is growing faith. Secret to growth is growing faith. You know, Philippians 2 verse 12 and 13 says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Now this verse has caused a lot of confusion in the body of Christ. Is it the Lord who is working the salvation or do I work the salvation? The thing is, you can only work out what God has worked in. You can't work out your abs if you don't have abs. Below the layer of fat, there are abs. And if you can work that fat out, that abs will be revealed. Similarly, you can only work out your salvation because God has already worked your salvation inside of you. So it is the responsibility of the believer to work out the faith that you, you and me have received freely in the grace of Jesus. Therefore, we are saved by grace through Faith and it is the gift of God. Even grace and faith both are gifts. You have faith. You have genuine faith. That's why you're sitting here. Just the fact that you could walk through that door and you're sitting here listening to the gospel is an evidence that you have faith. But the question is how much faithfully you have stewarded this faith to grow into the next level. Faith has the ability to grow. And how do you grow into that faith is by exercise. Say with me, exercise. That's why Paul, in, in his letters to Ephesians and Colossians, both the times he says, you know, your faith in Christ and your love for the saints, your faith in Christ is exercised through your love for the saints. So you cannot say that I believe in God, but I hate your people. Do you hear some people who say, yeah, Jesus is fine, but I hate the church. Then you, That's not faith. I know the church is hurtful. I know the church is mean. Church is judgmental. But it is believing in him that leads us to loving people. The same ungrateful, wretched, judgmental people whom you are called to love is because we believe in the goodness of God. So your faith in God has to be exercised 
through loving people. But now, look at this. Faith is the key. But Peter is telling us how to grow in that faith. Have you seen steps? You know, you know steps when you, when you climb a staircase? Each step is built on another step. If you remove the other step, this will not have no foundation. So faith is the foundation of growth. You have to grow in the foundation that God is good, that his thoughts for you are good, his intentions for you are good, he has your best interest in his heart. That's the foundation. You can only grow from there. If you don't have faith and you start loving people, you will get burned out. Faith is the foundation. Love is the evidence. So you're moving from faith to love. You're moving from that equal standing of faith, from that genuine faith of receiving Jesus into moving into maturity of faith where you can love people. But the steps, these are the steps that Paul, uh, Peter gives. The first step is virtue. So he says, verse 5, he says, For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue. In, a, in other words, add to your faith virtue. Where faith is a foundation, to that faith you add virtue. What is virtue? The other meaning for virtue is excellence. Excellence. Excellence is a mindset. Excellence is a mindset. We have to constantly stretch our faith so that we can move towards excellence. Excellence in everything. Excellence in your career, excellence in your education, excellence in your relationships, excellence in your husband-wife relationship. You have to stretch your faith because you believe in God. You need to have the mindset of excellence to move in the next level of glory. Excellence is a mindset. So the question that you need to ask yourself is what value are you producing with what God has entrusted? What is the value? What is the excellence that you're producing with what God has already given you? See, we always want the next job. We always want the next relationship. We always want the next upgrade in life. But are you faithful with what God has already given you? Are you faithful? Are you faithful in your workplace? Are you faithful with the relationship that God has given you? Are you faithful with the church members that God has blessed you? You want to go into the next step, but are you faithful? So excellence is a mindset. Mindset of achieving excellence. You know, I think it was Pastor Bill Johnson who said, power draws masses. Power draws masses, but excellence draws kings. Queen Sheba, she heard of Solomon and she traveled long way to meet King Solomon and she was impressed by the excellence that he had in his palace. She was impressed. It's hard to impress kings and queens. Very hard. Oh man, it's hard to impress your wife because she's your queen. Revelation. So excellence is a mindset that you can only build on faith. Now, the next one. 
the next step the first step is on faith the first step is the first key is excellence on excellence you add knowledge so once you have the mindset of excellence now you're asking what is the know how to get there what's the knowledge that i re require to get there once you understand that this is the excellence that i want to provide in this company that i'm working for what is the knowledge that you require what is the knowledge you cannot be skillful without intention any area that does not have intention becomes ugly you leave your beautiful garden just like that for 3 months it will automatically become ugly it requires intention the intention is to know what is the know how when your skill is multiplied your salary will be multiplied that's the truth guys you're all praying for salary increase but the truth is your knowledge and your skill is multiplied your salary will be multiplied automatically don't sit passively waiting for magic to happen sometimes i feel like the lord wants to give me a rod you know and <laughs> give you a truth bomb don't wait for magical things to happen because what you receive cheap you will lose it very quickly proverbs 24 verse 4 by knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches by knowledge by knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches you want to fill your houses with treasures knowledge don't be ignorant it's a sad truth that in india the percentage of the body of christ that actually reads is less than 10% less than 10% and you want to grow you ask anybody do you do you have an do you have the desire to grow oh yes i want to grow how many books have you read i, I don't read books how are you going to grow if you if you're not going to invest yourself in the school of the holy spirit how are you going to grow see here's the thing why i why i encourage you to read books you can go to the gym and you can try hitting those benches and you know you try all those exercises but i can tell you if you go to the gym and you get a personal trainer you will see immediate growth because the struggles that he went through you don't have to go through that's why you have a personal trainer so be humble and get yourself in training learn from people who have gone ahead of you get the books get the material and learn stop trying to live in your la la land thinking that everything magically will come one day if there are books in that particular field that you want to grow get those books become humble to learn from them learn it through honor and hunger why do you want to take that longer route of 
figuring everything out by yourself. By the time you finish that, you will be 120 years old. The person who has written the book has probably written it out of his experience of staying in that struggle for, for at least 30, 40 years. Now, by you reading that book in like two weeks, you have accelerated your 30 years of struggle. Stop being foolish. Stop being prideful. Stop being lazy. Can I say something? The hand of the diligent will rule. The easiest way to become poor is to be lazy. Hand of the diligent will rule. So start reading, guys. Not just your Bible. I'm saying start reading. <laughs> you need to read books. Oh, man. Hallelujah. God, give me the grace. So the first step is excellence, virtue. The next one is knowledge. The know-how, how to get to that excellence. The third one is self-control. Self-control. And if you remember, we did a sermon on this. What's the meaning of self-control? Great. Mastery. It means mastery. So self-control is restrained strength. It's mastery. Because if you don't have self-control and you just have power, you, you, know, you can't even open a packet of chips. Like some of you, you know. So you need restrained strength, self-control, mastery. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 25. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. Say with me, all things. You have to learn to exercise self-control in all things. Exercise self-control in all things. So once you have the mindset, the next thing is to learn the know-how and then to learn self-control to exercise mastery in all things. So whatever that knowledge provides, you need to be disciplined enough to grow in that vision that the Lord has given you. Exercise mastery in all things. What's the next step? It says, add to your faith, virtue, add virtue, add to virtue, what should you add? Knowledge, add to knowledge, what should you add? Self-control. To self-control, you should add steadfastness. Steadfastness. What is steadfastness? Steadfastness is endurance with patience. Or another word is perseverance. Steadfastness is perseverance. So once you have mindset of excellence and you have the knowledge and you're doing self-control you will go through trials and you need the perseverance to stay in the process and not to get disappointed and not to distract yourself from that process of staying in the course that is steadfastness perseverance that's why james chapter 1 verse 2 says count it all joy my brothers when you meet trials of various kinds for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness perseverance and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing the aspect of your faith that is the strong is the one that has gone through trials and has still remained you need steadfastness 
you need steadfastness it is a characteristics it is a character characteristic of being unmoved of being unmoved from your deliberate purpose even when you go through great trials and suffering because can i tell you this your trial and your suffering is temporary it is temporary they are there just to distract you to get you off the course they are there suffering they are there just temporary your trials and sufferings are temporary but if you stay on the course even through the trial and suffering oh my goodness you become stronger are you getting this guys the next step the next step is godliness the meaning of godly is to be godlike you want to be like god that's godly godlike but godliness means high devotion for god and his kingdom high devotion for god and his kingdom how can you be like god paul says in ephesians he says imitate god as dear children how can you be like god you can only imitate through this relationship if you don't have a relationship you can't imitate godliness is having high devotion pure and high devotion for god and his kingdom if you're not devoted to god you know most of us the problem is our first priority is money that's the thing how do you know this because the moment you lose money you're upset your peace is gone so high devotion to god high devotion to god the result is you become godlike you walk you start walking in the character and behavior of god high devotion to god because god starts rubbing on you when you have high devotion for god you become godlike see jesus said i am the light of the world and then after some passages he said you are the light of the world tell me who is the light of the world is jesus the light of the world or are you the light of the world you become the light by honoring the light of the world you become the light by coming in union with the light of the world so the beauty about jesus is whatever jesus has you become that through his union so he is the light you become the light he is life you begin to start experiencing life and you start to you know there's a ripple effect where god uses you as a channel of becoming life to other people so god you cannot be god like unless you don't have pure devotion and high devotion for god and that is that is what is missing we we're using faith to get more stuff than faith should be to to be devoted to god i don't believe in the goodness of god just so that i can have the next car i believe in the goodness of god so that i know because he is good and i want to have a relationship with him i'm highly devoted to him i love him i seek him i fear him i honor him there's a repetitive phrase that you will see throughout the book of deuteronomy that is you will seek the lord with all your heart with all your mind and with all your soul and your strength you will love the lord with all your heart with all your mind and your soul you will fear the lord fear is honor you will honor the lord with all your heart with all your mind and your soul 
you will obey the Lord with all your heart and your all your mind and all your soul. And then the result is that you shall never lack in anything. Your barns will be filled. The problem is we want our barns to be filled without having no love and devotion for Jesus. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added. They are to be added. Seek ye first the kingdom. Let your eyes be on Jesus. Let your devotion be on God. Business is not the thing. Your devotion to God is a thing. And then through that business becomes a side product. Prosperity becomes a side product. And even if you lose that prosperity, it doesn't mean anything because God has become your inheritance. Don't talk to me about prosperity if losing some money is changing your attitude towards God. Godliness. Say with me, godliness. High devotion to God and His kingdom. High devotion. High devotion. He is number one. Right? The next step. The next step. The next step is brotherly affection. I don't know why sisters are not mentioned, but... Maybe they are not affectionate with each other. <laughs> Brotherly affection. I think, I think it's the same Hindi word which says bhaichara, you know. Brotherly affection. It comes from the Greek word Philadelphia. Philadelphia, which means fellowship. It's not about brothers and, you know, brothers alone, but it's about having fellowship with your brothers and sisters. Philadelphia. If you have high devotion for God, you will have fellowship with your brothers and sisters. Your high devotion to God will result in Philadelphia, will result in fellowship with the saints. Fellowship. You know, I was reading a story about Judah yesterday from Genesis chapter 38. And the story is Judah loses two of his sons both of his sons die. It's a tragedy that has happened in his house. But the interesting is the first verse. If you read with me Genesis chapter 38 verse 1, it says, It happened at that time that Judah went down from his brothers and turned aside to a certain Adulamite whose name was Hira. Judah went down from his brothers, meaning he got out of the fellowship of his brothers. And he became friends with a Gentile whose name was Hira. The meaning of Judah is praise. The meaning of Hira is anger. When praise becomes friends with anger, tragedy follows. Praise is supposed to invoke victory all time. If you understand Judah, the banner of Judah, if you understand you know, the, the symbol that Judah carries is the banner of victory. Every time praise is defiled, tragedy follows. When Judah left fellowship, joined friends with, with Hira, tragedy followed. 
I know it's hard to stay in fellowship because these people whom you fellowship with are imperfect people. I get it. But I'm telling you, it's more harder and it's more, more traumatic if you get out of this fellowship. If you can somehow learn to work things within this fellowship, work your heart with the, within the boundaries of this fellowship, you can live a very good, successful, exponential life of growth. But you, you're going to isolate yourself because of the hurt and the offense and the jealousy and whatever, for whatever reason, you isolate yourself from fellowship. You're going to become friends with unknown people and they're going to be reason for your downfall. Reason for tragedy. I see a constant pattern in the church that people, for whatever reason, they get busy or they get too blessed or they are under-blessed or for whatever reason, I don't know. Somehow when they isolate themselves, there's worse fruits that you see in them than when it was when they were in fellowship. You have to stay in fellowship. Stay in fellowship. Stay in brotherly affection. The, the devotion that you have for Jesus will translate in brotherly affection. It has to. The final one is love. The final one is love. You cannot have love if you don't have brotherly affection. See, I'm telling you, every step is built on each other. You can't have love if you don't have faith. You can't have love if you don't have excellence. You can't have love if you don't have knowledge. You can't have love if you don't have self-control and steadfastness. Love is the final step of faith, final maturity of faith. That love comes from the Greek word agape, which means the unconditional love of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It's that kind of love that unconditionally, irrespective of how the person behaves with you, responds with you, you still give. This agape love gives. So brotherly, brotherly affection, Philadelphia is love for your brothers and sisters in the church. Agape is love for the world. How can you love the world when you're not in fellowship? How can you be generous in loving and giving everything in the world when you have, when you have really not learned to be generous within the fellowship of your brothers and sisters? It is from the overflow of fellowship that you begin to love your world. You begin to love the broken people. The Bible says, even when we were enemies, even when we were sinners, God loved us. And how did he love us? By giving. So this love is, is shown by generosity. Without generosity, there's no love. Love gives. You cannot love without giving. You cannot love without giving. Now what are the qualities that Peter says? The qualities on which you grow your faith. Seven qualities. The first one is virtue. Having an excellent mindset. The second one is knowledge. The know-how. How to apply that mindset. The third one is self-control, having mastery of that knowledge, having mastery of what you have learned. Fourth one is steadfastness, staying in the course in spite of what may come or may not. 
oh i did not come to church because it was rainy oh i did not you'll always have excuses but you still stay in the course because of the because of the vision that the lord has given you what's the next one godliness what is godliness high devotion for god and his kingdom high devotion you give first priority you make him the center of all things the next one brotherly affection fellowship and finally love which is generosity and peter says if you have these qualities and if you diligently work to keep increasing in them you will never fall do you know what's the meaning of diligence diligence means constant effort that moves towards your purpose not just effort it is constant effort and it is not just constant effort it is constant effort that moves towards your purpose now see i was sharing this with somebody today you can take a hammer and without any purpose you can keep hitting on the ground you're making constant effort but it has no purpose that's why it is just making a sound it's not creating anything but you can you can see a carpenter he can use the same hammer and with constant effort because there's a purpose he can create something beautiful so diligence is constant effort with purpose so be diligent in practicing these qualities and you you you, you just don't have them once you keep increasing in them keep increasing in them if you keep increasing in them you'll be effective you will be fruitful and you will not fall ever you will never fall you will never fall from your level of glory that the lord has blessed you you cannot fall yeah blessed you guys blessed now i just want to add one thing so that you will not forget you cannot grow in these qualities by your strength <laughs> all of these qualities are great you know we build on faith virtue knowledge self control steadfastness godliness brotherly affection and love the thing is you cannot grow in these qualities by your own strength it's not by power not by might but by spirit says the lord but why i'm telling you these qualities if it is by the spirit is so that you can put an intention in your heart so that you are led by the spirit in all of these qualities and you keep increasing In fact if you read Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 it talks about the fruit of the spirit and the fruit of the spirit is very similar and overlapping to all of these qualities that i mentioned So you can't do this by your own strength you need the power of the holy spirit You need the power of the holy spirit In Deuteronomy there's one verse which talks about Joshua and it says that Joshua started to walk in wisdom because Moses laid his hands on him 
because the spirit that Moses was having gets imparted to Joshua. You need the spirit of God in you to walk and move in these qualities, but you need to practice it. See, like I told you last week, the spirit of God amplifies what the effort that you have put in. I'm speaking right now is an effortless effort, but it is a mic that is amplifying my voice. I'm not speaking loud. It's the mic that is amplifying the little effort that I'm putting into. So if you, if you don't practice these qualities, the spirit has nothing to work with and to amplify in your life. So you have to make an intention to, to grow in all of these qualities. Make an intention, diligent intention to grow in faith. To move from one level of faith into another. And the Bible says, if you do this, if you grow in these qualities, you will never, never, never fall and you will always be fruitful. You will always be effective. You will always make an impact. You will be valuable. You'll be valuable. I want to pray right now so that there's an impartation of the spirit of God's wisdom over your life. Spirit of wisdom. Spirit of excellence. Oh yes, spirit. Spirit of spirit of knowledge. Spirit of self-control. Spirit of steadfastness. Spirit of godliness. Spirit of Philadelphia. Spirit of his love. Come on. If you are with me, come on, receive it in the Spirit. Receive it. The Holy Spirit is more than willing to bless you than you are willing to receive. So come on, receive it. Receive it. Align yourself to what the Spirit of God is doing in this place and receive it. Come on, get, get off from your high horse. Get off from that place of pride because pride has done nothing in your life. It has only harmed you. Come on, become humble because God gives grace to the humble. God gives grace to the humble. If you are humble to receive today, God just wants to release a fresh impartation. Fresh impartation of His Spirit. Not by power, not by strength, but by the Spirit, says the Lord. Not by power, not by strength, but by the Spirit. But by the Spirit. 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 I feel in my spirit that even as we were talking about these qualities, there are some qualities that the Holy Spirit addressed in your heart right now. Some things that you've been neglecting for. And the Holy Spirit has brought into light so that it can, it can help you into moving in that dimension. So if the Holy Spirit has already put that in your heart, some areas of your life that the Holy Spirit has exposed today, can I tell you, it is not because the Holy Spirit wants to shame you. It is so that He can take you to the next level of glory. He exposes us so that He can correct us. He exposes us so that He can let His light shine and deliver us. So if that's who you are, if, you've, if you resonated with, with the voice of the Spirit in your heart and you feel that these, this area is something that I really need to surrender. I really need to grow into. Just get up on your feet right now. 
Get up on your feet. If the Holy Spirit has highlighted some areas where you need to grow, come on, look up to heaven and just lift your hands right now because your hands lifting up shows a sign of surrender, shows a sign of humility. Just say, Lord, I need you. I want you. I cannot do this by myself. I need your spirit in me. I, I can only overcome this by your spirit. I can only move in this dimension by your spirit. So I need you. I need you. Come on. With the depth of your heart, cry out. With the depth of your heart, cry out. 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 Your voice matters. Your voice matters. Your voice opens the doorway of your heart. Your voice matters. So come on. Lift your voice up. Lift your voice up. And say, Lord, I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. We need your Holy Spirit to fill us, to fill us, to fill us, to, to, to overflow. The Spirit of God be upon us to overflow, to live a life of overflow, to live a life of increase, to live a life of blessing. Overflow right now in the name of Jesus. Spirit of boldness to overflow. The spirit of godliness to overflow. Thank you, Jesus. Let it overflow. Come on, come on, come on. Cry out, cry out. Let there be hunger in this place. Hunger in this place. Hunger in this place.
Deuteronomy 11, Deuteronomy 11 verse 10, For the land that you are entering to take possession of is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come, where you sowed your seed and irrigated it like a garden of vegetables. But the land that you are going over to possess is a land of hills and valleys, which drinks water by the rain from heaven. A land that the Lord your God cares for. The eyes of the Lord your God are always upon it. From the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And if you will indeed obey my commandments that I command you today. To love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. He will give the rain for your land in its season. The early rain and the latter rain that you may gather in your grain and your wine and your oil. And he will give grass in your fields for your livestock. And you shall eat and be full. And you shall eat and be full. The Lord gives rain. The Lord gives rain. Some of you need that rain of favor. So I speak the rain of favor over your life right now. So that you will be, you will eat and be full. So that you will not lack in any good thing. You will not lack in any good thing. Come on. All these promises of God apply to us as we obey and love the Lord with all our heart and with all our soul. But say with me, not by my strength, not by my power, but by the Spirit, says the Lord. By the Spirit, says the Lord. Oh, we shall follow the Lord because we are led by the power of the Holy Spirit. By the Spirit, says the Lord. Not by our power, not by our strength, not by our willpower and our determination, but by the Spirit of God that leads us. The Spirit of God that leads us in victory. That leads us in victory. No evil shall befall you. You shall lack no good thing. You shall lack no good thing. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't get distracted. Don't get disappointed. Don't get discouraged from what is coming against your way. Whatever you see in the physical is temporary. What you have in Jesus is eternal. What you have in Jesus is eternal. The spiritual is eternal. Live your life by focusing on what you see in the spiritual, that is your vision of life. Your vision is what God has shown you in Jesus. In Christ Jesus, you are blessed with every spiritual blessing. In Christ Jesus, you are chosen. In Christ Jesus, you are predestined. In Christ Jesus, you are redeemed. In Christ Jesus, that's your reality.
That's your reality. Walk by faith. Walk by faith. Practice and exercise this faith. Walk by faith. Spirit, lead us. Lead us. Fire of the Holy Spirit. Move in this place. Fire of the Holy Spirit. I see a stirring of the hearts. I see stirring of the hearts. It's the fire of the Holy Spirit that's moving you. That is moving you. Come on, receive it. More. More. More of your spirit, O Lord. More of your spirit. More. More. Fire of the Holy Spirit. Stir our hearts. Stir our hearts. Stir our hearts. Stir our hearts. Ah, yes. Flow, 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 flow. To walk in a dimension of the overflow. To walk in the dimension of the overflow. Overflow is an inheritance. Overflow is an inheritance and we receive it. We receive it by the anointing of your spirit. To walk in the overflow of your spirit. Not to lack in any good thing. Ah, yes. For to this reason, add to your faith virtue. Add to your virtue, knowledge. Add to your knowledge, self-control. Add to your self-control, steadfastness. Add to your steadfastness, godliness. Add to your godliness, brotherly affection. Add to your brotherly affection, love. For if you have these qualities and if you increase in them, you shall not be ineffective and be unfruitful. You shall remain fruitful and be effective and you shall not fall. You shall not fall if you practice these qualities. Spirit of God, move. Move. Bring in the DNA of the Spirit. Bring in the DNA of Jesus in our hearts right now. So that we exercise these qualities not by our strength, not by our flesh, but by your Spirit, says the Lord. We receive, O Lord, we receive. We receive your blessing. Receive your blessing. I see wisdom being imparted to some. I specifically see in Elvin's head wisdom of God being poured out from heaven. Wisdom. The pure wisdom of God. The pure undefiled wisdom of God flowing from heaven. Receive it. Overflow. Overflow of the spirit of wisdom right now. Overflow of the spirit of wisdom right now. Right now, it will change your life completely, inside out, completely, completely. Your life will not remain the same. It will be transformed completely. The wisdom of God, the mind of Christ, the mind of Christ. Ah, yes, Jesus.
Lord, I speak for deep hunger in this place. Deep hunger in our hearts. Deep hunger for your word. Deep hunger for your kingdom. Deep hunger for your presence. Deep hunger. Deep hunger for your Holy Spirit. Deep hunger in this place. Not passiveness, but deep hunger. Not ignorance, but deep hunger. That is birth from the Spirit. Deep hunger. For those who hunger shall be fed. Ah, blessed are those who are poor. For they shall see, come on, for they shall see the kingdom. They shall see the righteousness of God. Ah, they shall be filled. Deep hunger in this place. Deep hunger in this place. The anointing of Jesus breaks every bondage, breaks every yoke, breaks every limitation in your life. Flow of the Holy Spirit. Flow of the Holy Spirit. Streams of living waters flow. Streams of living waters flow. Streams of living waters flow. flow. 